Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear! There we go. I literally told him to be more enthusiastic than the last podcast, and that is his uh, response. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's me! <laughs> I didn't say go like full circus clown. No, I know. Today's been a day, show. Jason's had a day. Um, there's a lot going on today in Arizona athletics news, hence the unexpected emergency podcast. So Emerg- I was, emergency. I was texted and told that we are doing tonight. And so when I say, Shelby, we're doing something, Shelby says, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. He, he did buy me coffee. I did get my Starbucks. So that Can, it, Just to sum up what type of day this is, mm-hmm. you jokingly said, Jason, can we even leave the house here at 830 at night mm-hmm. to get Starbucks? And I said, sure, honey. And we get the Starbucks. We drive around for a little few minutes. Boom, football commit. Yeah. Which was a silent, I'm just going to say it. It was a silent commit, and he made it public. He said, oh, Shears in the car? I'm going to make it public right now. Yeah, this is our life. So basically, we sacrifice our lives so that you guys can get your U of A news. And And the lights just flickered. There's a ghost in the house. There's a ghost in the house that agrees with us about this. So anyways, we have things to talk about. Uh, I don't know why I just went full Valley Girl there. Uh, the breaking news that happened earlier today, the big, big news, or the first one, is that Kirk Creesa entered the transfer portal today. How did the whole situation play out? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. I don't want to create a situation where it's good guy, bad guy. It's not a good guy, bad guy. I don't think we need to do that here. It is... I think the best way to describe it is it is a, a moving forward for both parties. Um, I think Kirk Creesa likely reached his ceiling at Arizona. I think oftentimes I say what you see is what you get with a player when they reach that ceiling. And I think with Kerr, we know what we're going to get. He has games where the three is falling and he looks great. He has games where the three isn't falling. He has games where he's engaged. And he has games where he's not engaged. And you take a look at everything. And the way the season ended was a sour note. And, you know, I don't know when he made his decision. Um, When the season ended, probably the day after, I started hearing word of him probably leaving. Um, But, you know, when you take a look at the quote after the game where they played harder than us. That was kind of a a red flag. You don't want to hear that. And 
Tylen Boswell only playing 13 minutes, and I think the coaching staff looked at the box score and kind of regretted that. And it became a situation where very soon after the season ended, the coaching staff kind of said, you know what, we need to turn the keys over to Kylan Boswell. We need to kind of build the team around his skill set and his ability. And if you're Kirk Creesa, respectfully, you're probably, after playing 35 minutes a game for the last two years, aren't necessarily fond of a scenario where you're not the point guard or the top point guard or your role's getting diminished. And there may have been some other issues internally that kind of led to both parties saying, you know what, it's time to move on for the both of us. And, you know, I, my guess is that as of now, Kirk Creaso probably winds up at Xavier. Uh, he's close with David Miller, who used to be an assistant at Arizona, is now at Xavier. Obviously, he knows Sean Miller over there. Um, that's my guess as to where he he uh, he winds up. But, you know, it's, it's a situation where it was kind of just it's time to move on. And we're going to find out, you know, I'm really curious. You you were joking uh, with my mom that Kirk Kreese is probably going to average 18 points a game next year. He's going to be lights out next year. And the Sweet 16 matchup against Xavier is going to be awesome. His whole theme of next year with Sean Miller is F Arizona. But, it, you know, it's a situation where I think it was, it was kind of heading in that direction for a while. And at the end of the day, you, you know, Kirk Kreese, I don't think, is a bad point guard uh, I think he has deficiencies. I think he fits the offense well in certain areas and doesn't fit the offense well in other areas. But I know there was an injury this year. I know there's an injury last year and all that. But in the biggest games, Kirk Creaso was often absent. And I think that kind of hurt his stock with the team and just overall maybe caused the coaching staff to kind of take a, a second look at everything. I think that Kerr's best fit is going to be somewhere where he's got some swaggy guys around him that like are the leaders on the team that kind of bolster him up because his deficiencies were a little bit hidden last year because we had the three NBA players that we could rely on. Like you knew that Ben was going to get the ball in the, in the clutch moment. And he, he kind of was masked and really your point guard, when you go to the university of Arizona needs to be the person who you feel comfortable having the ball. And there was not really Frequently that you could say that with Kerr. And so I think that this is probably a good decision for both parties involved. In my humble opinion. Well said, child. Thank you. Thank you. So what does the loss of Kerr do for 17-year-old Kylan Boswell as a player? Well, I think the big news is Kylan Boswell is turning 18. Yes! So In April sometime. Yeah. Look, I mean... You almost wonder, like, and, and I'm not saying this would have happened, but let's say Arizona coaching staff goes back to Kylan and is like, yeah, man, you're still playing 15 to 20 minutes a game. If you're Kylan in your head, you're probably like, no, I'm not. I'll go elsewhere and play Bye. 30. And I think that's part of it also. And now, again, I don't know if Kylan would have done that, but if he did, would any of us have blamed him? I mean, it, it, and, you know, we look back on the Princeton game and, and – I, I'm critical of Tommy at times, but I thought, you know, the biggest mistake was only playing Kylan 13 minutes. And I realized that he got lost a little bit on defense and all that. But I think Kylan, you know, having watched Kylan for years now, he's the type of player that learns from his mistakes and he's only going to get better. You know, he doesn't have the greatest body. And that was one of the biggest criticisms of him coming out of high school, but it seems to work fine. 
He's built very differently than a lot of point guards. He works fine. He runs the offense fine. He's kind of got a gymnast body. He's clear. I don't know what that means. You know, I don't. You don't know what that means. He's very thick. Yeah. Tree, tree trunkish. Yeah, he is. Um, but you know, clearly a good shooter. Clearly able to create his own shot. That was a key. The step back three. Kerr couldn't do that. Again, I a different skill set. And so now you're saying, even if you go and you try to land another point guard for depth or another guard to play alongside Boswell. You're clearly saying, Kylan, we believe in you. You're playing 30 minutes a game next season as a sophomore. This is your team. We believe in you. We're, we're building and bringing in pieces that complement you as a player. That can only help Kylan. And look, there's still going to be some growing pains next year because he's going from 15 to 20 minutes a game to being a starting point guard in the Pac-12. You don't just jump in and, and you know expect him to be amazing. He's going to be good. I'd be very surprised, but is there going to be a little bit of inconsistency? Yeah, but I think a part of it is, you know, maybe Kylan says, if I make a mistake, I'm getting pulled for Kerr. Kerr has a lot bigger leash than I do. You know, if you're Boswell, that's probably what you're thinking. And now it's Boswell likely with that leash and that ability to go in to play free and to know that he's the starting point guard and Arizona's offense runs through him. I don't know how much better Arizona will be. That remains to be seen. Um, I think that Boswell is a great fit for what Arizona wants to do offensively, but clearly it's a big step in the maturation and the ability of Kylan Boswell getting to that next level in his game. I'm just excited because we got a really good picture of Kylan and Brielle together, so uh, that's going to hopefully last us a while. Um, My poor mom has a picture of Umar in a demo from last week, and I was like, well, it looks like you're photoshopping. But thankfully, Shelby, you're good at photoshopping people out of pictures. I am. Are you still salty about Michael Buble? Shelby took a picture with me and Michael Buble and said I looked so bad that she she literally photoshopped and framed <laughs> it. She photoshopped me out of the photo and framed it so it was her and Michael Buble, not even acknowledging that okay. I'm in the picture. The, the and, lady... No, hold on. I'm not done yet. How did you get to meet Michael Buble, Shelby? Because I won a rock, paper, scissors tournament while we were dating and got you backstage and you still photoshopped me out of the picture. To be fair, you, the girl who took the picture was the handler that gave us the backstage tour. And the photo of you, you were like mid-blink. So your eyes were like both white and it was really creepy. It was not the best photo of you and it really served... Michael Bublé and I more for us to be oh together God. in the same photo. Whatever. So you can like get over that because that happened like 15 no, years ago. Saying, uh, maybe you call my mom and Photoshop a demo ball out. I can do that for her. Anyway, speaking of a demo ball, a demo ball also entered the portal today. What went into that decision and what type of loss do you consider it to be? Yeah, I think that was the easiest one to predict. Uh, you know, you can tell it. Uh, Adema's a demo's I like Adema, but you could tell he kind of checked out a little bit a few months ago. Wasn't the normal happy-go-lucky guy that he is on the bench and was frustrated by his playing time. I just think that that's the easiest one. He wants to play, and he hasn't been able to crack that rotation at Arizona, and there's other places where he's probably just better suited. Um, the issue that Adema had at Arizona was he was never more than a jump shooter. And he could hit a shot. Don't get me wrong. Like, he, if someone values jump shooters, he's going to have a spot. The problem was he didn't rebound. He didn't really defend. He didn't really do the, the little things. So you kind of had to weigh the pros of his shooting ability versus the cons of everything else. And Tommy even said it himself. I'm not saying anything 
super critical. Tommy said, you know what? There was a play where earlier in the season where Adema stayed in the game because he, he got an assist the first play that he was in the game. And Tommy said, it's the little things. It's the things like that. It's never just the ability to hit a jumper. You have to be able to rebound, defend, assist, read offenses, defenses, etc. And Adema just never took the next step. Um, it's not a big loss. You know, it, it's going to be a situation where they should pretty easily replace his production because there wasn't a lot of production. I'm really curious to see where he goes. I know Colorado recruited him out of high school. Um, that might be a, a good fit. Maybe he goes to a smaller school and, um, and, and gets more playing time there. I, I'm very curious because he does have solid offensive ability. The issue is that the other parts of his game just never went. But I, I absolutely expect Arizona to, to go into the portal and, and be able to replace his production pretty easily. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay. Um, well, are there any other players that you could see entering the portal at this moment who have not necessarily entered the portal yet? Um, you know, the portal, it, it's, it's a fluid thing. You know, there's some rumblings on Dylan Anderson. I don't think that happens necessarily yet. That may be something that could happen down the line if Arizona goes out and adds a couple more posts. You know, does Dylan still feel comfortable developing that way? Julius Tubelis is the one to watch right now. It wouldn't be the portal, though. From what I understand, it would be professional. There's people around him that are very confident he will be going the professional route. Obviously, there's been no announcement or anything like that yet. Um, as of tonight, 9, 12 p.m. on March 22nd, I would lean. Again, fluid situation, not definite, so don't hold me to it. I would lean on him going pro. Um, I think that eventually you reach the level where college is kind of, you're done. Kind of bored. I mean, the guy put up 20 and 10. He what else a, can he do? Right. He's not, I mean, the. let's say you look for improvements. What would happen? Where could Julius improve by coming back to school? Well, probably extend his range a little bit but i don't think he has it in him to become a better defender like i just think he is what he is on that side of the ball offensively how much better can he get i mean yeah so he extends his range so you declare for the draft maybe he gets drafted the second round and if he doesn't he goes overseas and he has a nice career there but um you know there's only so much nil and all that can do and i think arizona is trying to get him to stay and has put an effort but again there's only so much you can do if a kid wants to leave. Like, you're not going to sit there. It just, I, I, I think people picture this a different way. Tommy Lloyd's not on his hands and knees begging Azulis Tubelis to come back. They're doing the opposite, where they're coming up with plans if Azulis leaves. Like, okay, if Azulis, we want Azulis to stay, we're going to tell you we want you to stay. 
but we're preparing for you to leave. And I do believe that Arizona is coming or has come up with that plan already. If Azulis leaves, it is at the point where it's not catching anybody off guard. So I, I think there's a very real chance. I haven't heard of anyone else. But again, you just never know. Hmm. In this day and age, with tampering and everything, for all we know, someone comes and makes, you know, an offer to Pella Larson or something. Not Pella. I don't think Pella's going in. But you know what I mean. It's right. just that's the way the portal is now where it doesn't matter if you're still on a team. You're still being recruited. 24-7, baby. Um, all right. Well, what is Tommy Lloyd's plan for the roster next season since you're omnipotent and you know everything? Well, I want to be very clear that people have to realize there is a plan. None of this is catching Tommy Lloyd off guard. Kirk Creasy leaving didn't come as a major surprise. Adama Ball leaving did not come as a major surprise. And as we said, there's been, you know, and we reported earlier this week, team meetings with the coaching staff and players have, have happened organically through the week. I don't know if they're over yet. I haven't checked on that. But, I mean, that's when decisions are made and roles are talked about and improvements, what we want to see from you, what we expect and all that. But none of this is coming as a surprise to Tommy Lloyd. Um, you know, transfer guys, I know everyone wants to know who's, who they're getting in the portal. I am very confident in saying, according to sources, and you can ask other 24-7 national guys who probably heard the same thing, there are going to be some major names in the portal when the tournament ends. Major names. Um, and, and so that's something that I think people need to be patient with because the tournament's not ending for a few more weeks. So this isn't a thing where like Arizona is going to have its roster completed by the end of next week. There's going to be guys in the portal. You're going to have to recruit them, etc. I know for a fact that there are multiple international players. I'm going to admit, I don't know all their names. Do I know some of their names? Yes. Will you know some of their names? Not yet. That's the way this goes. And remember, with international ball, a lot of times their season has to come to an end before they can kind of make the decision to go play in college. It's different. There's actual like negotiations. That's why a lot of times you guys didn't hear about international players until they were pretty much coming to Arizona. That's why these guys don't take official visits. Like Henry Vasar didn't take official visits. His official visit was enrolling at Arizona. Think about Adema Ball. He had never been to the United States. The first time he went to the United States is when he moved in at the University of Arizona. It is a very, same thing with Philly B. It is a very different process for these kids. I would look at the portal, and I would look at transfers, sorry, portal and international. There may be a couple of high school guys that become available because of coaching changes and all that. Um, that's kind of a, a case-by-case basis. It's also late March, so you're not going to see as many high school guys available. So portal and international multi-year guys is, is probably the, uh, the focus right now. That sounds about right for Tommy. Um, all right. So switching gears, um, there was also a, quite a bit of movement and activity today on the Arizona women's basketball team. You could uh, maybe describe it as a massacre. You can't say that? No, I was talking. Bree wants to talk. Oh, okay. I thought you were shaking your head at me because I said massacre. Um, the women also lost. A handful of players to the portal today. Which is the biggest loss in your opinion and what was the cause? Yeah, so to me, there's two that stick out. 
you know, Lauren Ware, although not healthy, is a major post presence when, when she is healthy. Um, and, and she's a unique college player in that regard. To me, Paris Clark was the biggest That's loss. That's brutal. I think she is super talented. Uh, I think she'll probably go somewhere back east and, and excel closer to home. You always kind of wonder what's going to happen when you get someone from back east and bring her west and him west, and you always see a lot of transfers. It's like when Duke goes to California, you kind of coaches go like, oh, we'll just get him in a couple years. Because it's just, it's a different scenario. But, you know, I, 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 I don't, I know it's my job to speculate sometimes, but, you know, the cause is, to me, the biggest thing that Adia did that I kind of disagreed with this year is she didn't play enough of the youth. Like, Paris Clark is legitimately talented and never got the minutes to show that she was talented until later in the year. Like, we saw her talent against Maryland. And you got to kind of make a decision when you bring in a bunch of new players, but then you go out and you get a bunch of grad transfers. Right. So someone is going to lose playing time there, or you just go with the youth movement. And I'm pretty sure, I feel confident saying that, Adia is going to go with more of a youth movement next year. But it kind of feels like it's a year too late. Too late. Like she's going to play Brea. She's going to play Jada, etc. You know, Maya, those girls are going to play next season. This season, those younger players didn't play. And Kaylin Gilbert will probably play a lot next season. Paris Clark probably would have played a lot next season. But they also brought in other girls. And so, you know, it's just kind of a, a bit of a disconnect there. And uh, eventually, you know, people get upset and... I. Paris is really good. She's going to wind up at a very good school back east. All right. Well, that's a bummer. Huh. Well, you also mentioned other possible changes for women's basketball. What are those? Well, she's married to one of the assistant coaches, Adia is, and the marriage is safe from what I understand. So, okay. So Salvo's good. So Mark's safe from being right. fired. But I believe that there, uh, I've heard from a few sources there's going to be some uh, some coaching staff changes that the without putting down the current coaches, there needs to be an increase in coaching ability on both sides of the ball, specifically offense and ideas of the opinion that she needs to strengthen her assistant coaching staff and has been advised to do so. Nice. Yes. By the powers that be. All right. Well. That's all just happened in one day, one whole day. Maybe we have another emergency podcast coming tomorrow. Could be emergency podcast daily, maybe. Hopefully we'll see. Not. Hopefully one of them will be about football because I'm getting yes. a little anxious about that. We will do one about football and I realize that we have the mailbag questions. We'll probably just wait until Monday to answer those or like Sunday for Monday because God knows what's going to happen in the next three days. That's true. So we're going to do a massive podcast that will land on Monday. I love it. All right. Okay. Thanks for joining us, kids, and hopefully this isn't outdated by the time I put it up. Bear down. Shelby, just to confirm, will you be entering the transfer portal? At this time, I cannot confirm or deny that I'm entering the transfer portal, but I would like Starbucks every night for the next week just to ensure that I don't leave. That's some NIL. I mean, that's expensive. That's like... That's super, super mega money. You're high maintenance, dude. You know. Where would you transfer to? Probably Michael Bublé. Uh, yeah.